I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, our special coaching series, we're focusing on Scott Warren. He's a financial educator, financial director, and he helps businesses become confident in charging what they're worth and improving their financial cash flow. What we're going to be talking today broadly about is, you know, confidence, money blocks, uh, and, and pricing. Ultimately, I think a lot of businesses, ourselves included, struggle to figure out exactly how to price themselves and to really be confident to know their real worth. But this is also part of our series on coaching. So I'd love to first start off by asking you, how did you get into coaching? I know you had quite a rough experience that kind of changed your life a little. So yeah, so in 2016, I became homeless. I lost everything. So I left my home with just a shirt, some back and some debts. And from that position, and I then have to be get my debts paid off and get my debts sorted out, literally not listening to everyone else and just having to do that myself, negotiate with all my creditors to make sure that we get this into place, to make sure I get myself back into an even kill. But then also we had the pandemic where families were making that same mistake of burying their heads in the sand, not having that confidence to deal with those money. And so I was hoping families understand how to be better dealing with those money problems, money issues, dealing with confidence around personal finances, and just dealing with that situation right now. Once it started to progress, that the business owners were coming to me because business owners were using the profits to pay for bills, get their bills sorted out. And because during COVID, they weren't making the sales, they weren't making the profit, they were absolutely running themselves into debts and having to make those wrong choices of whether I pay for bills or put those food on the table. Once we can see, and once I've got them all sorted out and got them all ship shape and going forward, I realized that there was a bigger issue and a deeper issue with this, that people were actually realizing they were charging what they're worth and they weren't confident about, I can charge this, I can do this and choosing and have that freedom of choices. So I looked at what we can do, did the, the unusual kind of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats to see what information, what systems are out there to understand about how they should be pricing it, who's coached who's doing what, doing all the diagnostics, realize that nobody has been taught about how to price their goods, dealing with that confidence, understanding what they are truly worth and saying to themselves, yes, let's have that cake and let's eat it. And it's just helped develop from there, going from there for where we've helped those business owners and helping many more business owners really get confident about charging what they're worth. I'd love to kind of visualize how it works when you have a, a coaching client come in. So you have a client who's a business owner and is struggling with pricing. I know it obviously changes from person to person, but broadly, what kind of process do you work them through to try to help them figure out you know, their real value? The first process we go through is we do like a pricing workshop on them. So we look at how to make sure they price accurately for their time, how to make sure that they get a real true value for their expertise, their skills, and their knowledge. So I have a system in place, an algorithm, if you want to call it a technical but it's a system that helps them understand the value of their time. But then once that's the first bit we look at. Then we look at how to get a value on your business expenses, how to get a value on your household expenses, the stuff that the business is paid for. But then also we look at profit and understanding that profit isn't a bad thing. Profit is all about investing in your future and making sure that we are actually going to be putting that kind of that hard work, that dedication that you're putting in, that value you're doing, it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. And we're not going to just go, okay, I'll tell you what, 
I'm going to do 15%. 15% of what? 15% of £10? 15% of £1? What are we looking at? And I give them a real good, reasonable figure to realize that this profit is there to help for them. Yes, we always want to help people, but also we've got to make sure that we don't want to help ourselves. It's a happy medium in between. So making sure that you have that 20, 30, 40 pound profit, understanding that. But then obviously there's also issues about confidence and how to go through that. So once we've got that set, then we start looking at the coaching and setting up kind of how to go over those money blocks, how to get that confidence. So once we say that price, you could be charging 50 pounds and you need to be charged 150. I am not going to say, right, okay, tomorrow you're going to charge 150 quid. Tomorrow you're charging 75 pounds for three months. We're going to move you in integrated steps, move you up forward into what you need to do. So therefore you feel confident in what you're doing, but don't do it like rushed. So we say, right, 75 pounds for the next three months. And then we go, right, 100 pounds for the next three months. So a nice gradual process, getting you confident about charging a bit more, charging what you do. And one of the other tools I've kind of developed is a stairway to heaven. It's really about helping people understand what is it they want to achieve out of their business? What does success look like? What is that kind of ultimate goal or ultimate thing they want to get out of that business for themselves? Is it that time freedom, actually having a house that's got no mortgage, no nothing, no overheads, they can get that. What is it they want to achieve? And we look at a program that goes through that step process. It can be as long as they want. It can be as short as it want. And we just look at getting them confident about that step by giving themselves reward. They're rewarding the clients. They should reward themselves. So we say to them, right, okay, so the next 500 pounds profit you're going to make, what is it going to be rewarding yourself? What is it you want to do? Is it a meal now? Is it a handbag? Is it a dress? Is it to go out for a spa trip? What is it that's going to help you drive and thrive to realize it's about you? And then once we start to get a bit deeper, we start to get the family involved. You know, we start to build charts and get the kids to think about, mommy, have you made a profit? How are you doing this? And getting the family on board. Because the thing is, if you can always let yourself down, but it's hard to let your kids down. And we get you thinking about your business as a personal journey, a personal way to make sure that we get the family involved and making your family your accountable partner for you, not just me. I love that. The main topic I'd love to discuss in this episode is the idea of comparing yourself to competitors. When we first spoke, I think we had quite a few opinions about whether or not you should be comparing yourself to competitors. And I think that's one of the first things that people do. And a lot of advice, people will give you that advice, you know, check what other people are charging. What are your views on this kind of comparison? Never. Absolutely never dot. And the reasons why, you should never ever do that because you don't have competitors. You only have collaborators anyway. And everyone has a different data set, different, different requirements. So the thing is, like what I say, you have two restaurants. These two restaurants are offering the same meal. But the thing is, all of a sudden, they're offering with it. They've got six staff. They've got eight staff. So they obviously have got a higher demand for the actual outgoing because they've got two extra staff. So there's a quite different paying system there but then also the ingredients one is more expensive than the other they are different clientels they are offering a different quality a different clientele so all of a sudden we've got two different prices there two different requirements for the business so if you're going to charge the same you might be pricing yourself out the wrong clients 
or you might not be meeting the cost that you've got going that business. If you're competing on price, you should be competing on value in what you should be doing. And everything else, we always have those business owners. We all have different things that we want to achieve. And each one has a different level, different requirement. So that business and the way it's driven has a different level of requirements. So the thing is, your price should be your price. It should be meeting your requirements, not just for the business, also for what you want to achieve in life. Because business, let's be honest, business is there to provide us for a lifestyle that we want, the freedom that we require in this world, in a very difficult place right now. It has the opportunity. It's about getting that price right to check that freedom. If we're charging competitors, we may not be meeting the cost of the business. Therefore, we're going to run ourselves in trouble. Also, again, we might be going up and pricing ourselves against competitors who have four or five staff and we're working our own. We're working towards that, but we've got to make sure we understand the value that reflects us and how we're going to move our business forward. So I guess what you're saying is understanding your own intrinsic value is way more important than making spreadsheets of all the different people in your industry that do the same thing and trying to get some kind of price that you think will suit the market. I mean, there obviously is something to be said about whether or not people can afford that if it's like way above. But then I guess the flip side of that is that you've probably not communicated your value high enough or you've not packed enough value into that product or service. Because I mean, to be fair, there are people, there's like consultants out there who are charging like millions and millions of dollars for consultation sessions because clearly they've communicated their value and they've found the people who are, you know, ready to buy into that value. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. It's A, that the value that they haven't done is they haven't demonstrated that value enough. They haven't done that sales conversation where they demonstrate the value and what they're delivering and how they're delivering things. But the thing is, we always want to go for businesses. We want to kind of go for down the quantity route. What we should be going down is quality. And the thing is, how much we want to and how much we want to, not every business is going to suit us. And that price is going to be a quantifier. If that person can't afford it, generally they're not going to be the right client for you. I know that's sometimes really hard to say, and that's it. The thing is, the client, you can be amenable with your services. Yes, you can do with certain things, but sometimes it's having the right client in the business that's going to be a star for you, that's going to refer to you. And it's going after quality rather than going quantity. And what we end up doing is going for quantity, getting the wrong clients who are going to waste time, waste money, waste energy, where we can get the right clients in with the right price. And therefore, we can actually make sure that we demonstrate our value and they can refer to us and get more clients in that are going to reflect our value better. It's a tale as old as time in business that lower paying clients tend to be more worth. It's the weirdest thing. The people who are paying thousands of dollars tend to trust and believe what you're doing and then let the process happen where the person who's, you know, paid $10 or whatever, like tries to extract as much value as possible. I, I don't know what that is, but I feel like a lot of business owners have had that exact experience. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's just that lack of confidence. I think we go back into that lack of confidence. They just don't understand of what they're doing. They almost want to underpay over deliver. And that's the thing. And it's just about, they want so much. There's so much expectations for them. And they're just so a nervous person. They haven't got that confidence. They know what they don't want they want to do. They don't know what they want to achieve. So therefore, they're trying to maximize what they've got from that person. And so the thing is, they're trying to give them loads of work or give them tons of work and pester them all the time with phone calls and everything else because that's the way the nature is. And they just don't have that confidence to say, well, actually, okay, yeah, fine. I can let you get on with that. I can focus on what I need to focus on. And they're always having to micromanage, 
micro do things. And that's where they kind of don't have that confidence to get with it. And that's because they don't have the confidence to say, okay, yes, I'm going to pay a hundred quid for my services, but I know what I'm getting back out of it. I also want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier, which is that we don't have competitors, we have collaborators. And I really, really love that sentiment. I feel like unless you're in the multi-billion dollar range or whatever, you know, some really high stakes, really small market where there literally are like two big companies trying to fight for the same pond. Ultimately, I don't think that's the reality for most business owners, especially not entrepreneurs. What I've realized is that when we stop viewing other podcast production and training companies as competitors, and instead we view them as potential collaborators, you also get an opportunity to actually meet and engage with people who are like-minded. If someone else had the idea to start a podcast training company, it's very likely that we have a lot in common and we have some incredible things to talk about and potentially have ways to collaborate and work on projects together. Because ultimately, there's like, what, 8 billion people on the planet? There are more than enough clients to go around mathematically, surely. But I think a lot of people want to view every other business that does something remotely similar to them as a threat instead of seeing them as a potential opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like you say, everyone's got that different kind of way of working that you can all learn off each other as well. So the thing is, it's not just that, say, you might do things slightly different to another podcast person, but that thing that you can learn from that person, they can learn from you. So therefore, they're going to prove their business and learning from that. And you're going to have slightly different ways that someone might go, I tell you what, actually, I don't want to be this, I want to do this. And it's, you know, again, like what I said before as well, we're in the business of doing quality, not quantity. We're not here to serve millions and millions of people. We've only got 24 hours in a day. We've got to sleep. We've got to eat. We've got to rest. We've got to do that. So in reality, we've probably only got about six to eight hours a day, five days a week. So 40 hours, we can't fit everybody in physically. It's not possible. There's plenty of people out there to do the business with. And if you can both work together, it makes you a lot stronger because therefore you're kind of having a bigger net, casting net wide because more and more people are going to be out there seeing what you do while working together. So. Is there one step that a business owner can take today to help them change their mindset around their own value? Start to really think about the rewards. You know, the first thing they've got to think about is what is it in for me? And it's about looking at what we talked about is that rewards. You know, how to understand that value is the first step is to actually start to be more confident about money. It's to really start to love money, enjoy money. The thing is, we're never really going to get over that kind of block unless they start to really love money. And to way to love money is to think about what is it in for me? What is it in for my family? So the first real thing, the first thing that anyone can do is to think about, right, what is the reward I'm going to get myself? So when I make that £500, what is it I am going to do when I've made that profit? What am I going to actually reward myself, my family with? What am I going to spend that, some of that money on that I've worked hard on? Start to love that money. Then you will understand the enjoyment of money. Therefore, then you can start looking at your value going forward and start to look at thinking, actually, I should be charging a bit more here. I want to earn that bit more money. I want to go a bit forward with the business. Now I've gone from being, I've done a day out, I've done a weekend, I want a holiday. And I don't want to have a holiday where I'm thinking about, I'm worried about things. How can I afford that holiday? Well, I'll tell you what, I could charge a little bit more and get that holiday. So it's just falling in love with money, understanding that you're a good person, that you have money. Money doesn't change people. It's about that. It's about loving money, enjoying life, and going forward and achieving what you can do. 
So Phoenix Pricing, if somebody wants to get hold of you guys and find out more about what you do, how do they do so? By email. So they can contact by email, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, will be a new website. There is a new website changing around, um, So, which is Phoenix Pricing. So get hold of me by email, by website, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. And we'll pop the LinkedIn link as well as all the other links in the description of this episode. And then just a reminder, our podcast mentorship program is currently open. We are taking in new applicants. So if you are interested in starting a podcast or don't really know how to proceed, perhaps you've started a podcast in the past and stopped after a couple of episodes because you just didn't know what to do. Our six session mentorship program helps you through A to Z. And we're currently busy building out some exciting new products to add to that as well. You can find out all that information on Baird.media. Scott, thank you so much for your time. You've given us some incredible insights. I feel like a lot of people need to learn their value, myself included. It's been a massive, massive hurdle for us to really start working through money issues, figure out our value, and really charge what we really believe we should be charging. And it's so strange and difficult to actually take that step. And there's people like you out there that can really help people take those steps, you know, one at a time, instead of this completely overwhelming decision to just bump up your price and then panic. So you guys are doing incredible work and I seriously appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you for having me along. And I hope everyone's found it useful in what they've got. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but don't really know where to start, go to our website, Baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting. And you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.